Hello, Dan Jones. Hi, Dan Jones. Damian Otterwich. And Dave's here as well hey. from the 97X podcast. Oh, hey. How are you doing? Doing great. You still ready? We can still talk to you, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's just hop right into it, I guess. And this will be probably part of a podcast, so we won't go the full Bella length. We'll just do like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Okay. And just have some fun with it. So I had my three-song, uh, you know, uh, back announcing already, though. Oh, what do you got? <laughs> uh, Way of Life by the Puppets, uh, Duel by Propaganda, and uh, Images of Heaven, Peter Godwin. Wow, you're going really deep. Man, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah, wow. the, that's, uh, you know, like those songs were on the rotation early in the life of... Uh, of WXY, and that, I couldn't believe, like, you know, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and, you know, WMMF kept winning the station of the year. I always hated that station. Um, and, you know, just going to school five hours from Cleveland, you know, found music that was never going to be played in Cleveland, and, uh, you know, it was painful to go home in the summer and have to listen to MMS. So you, you just kind of connected with the station when you started at Miami, right? Yeah, I was a freshman in the fall of uh, 83. Well, you know what's funny is MMS, in its heyday in the 70s, was actually a fairly progressive station. I don't know what it was like in the early 80s, uh, but they, they broke you know bands like Rush, when no one else played them, you know, some Bruce Springsteen, stuff like that. So at one point, MMS had something going for them, I think. Right, I think in the, you know, in the 70s, in the album... You know, album rock. Um, if they wouldn't play singles and things like that, yeah. went did deep, deeper cuts on, uh, you know, on progressive, um, you know, the prog rock, uh, you know, like Genesis and Yes and stuff like that. Um, and they also had this. Um, they had a uh, a lunchtime uh, thing. There was a, a venue in downtown Cleveland called the Agora. Uh, it burned down a couple of times, but. Um, they would do a lunchtime concert series there. And um, I remember, like, um, that was always a place for new bands because, like, Haircut 100 played there once and The Fix. and um, uh, But, you know, like, in the afternoons uh, during the drive time, it was very, very boring. Like, the only squeeze song they would play would be, like, Tempted or Black Coffee in Bed. You know, I'd have to go to WXY to hear things like Annie Get Your Gun or, you know, things like that. Some fantastic place. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> now, how long were you in Oxford? I was there four years. Um, one of my, uh, I was a special ed major, and one of my colleagues, uh, when we were, I guess, second semester junior year, she switched to be a communications major. And I was putting myself through school at the time, and I thought, God damn, I would love to do that because at that point, I had, I had, um, I had a show. Miami had two. Um, two college stations. There was the one that's the NPR station. Um, and then there was another one that was only on the Western college campus. Um, they had a, like a carrier current and you could pick it up in a few of the, the buildings on Western college. Uh, and I had a radio show on that station and, uh, in my junior and senior years. And, uh, and I thought if I, you know, if I could, I would have maybe switched to become a communications major and look into radio as a, as a career because I, I really love doing it and I love the music. But you never did. You stayed in special ed. Yeah, and then, um, well, now I'm a social worker uh, in New York City. But um, yeah, I, I uh, moved to New York after graduating and been here um, 
I guess, 32 years. Wow. Wow. And, and you got in touch with us via our email, which is 97xwoxy at gmail.com, and just reached out and said you, you had found the podcast somehow. You're one of the, the handful of people that knows of it, its existence. But it was clear that you were very passionate about the station, and it meant a lot to you at a, at a time you know, when your musical tastes were growing. Yeah, I, um, I follow a bunch of the former uh, jocks on Twitter, and um, I think Sledge mentioned after the first or second episode was um, was available on uh, Podbean. Um, this was before you were on iTunes. Um, I still feel like I should listen to it on Podbean because it's kind of like the you know the stories of putting aluminum foil on the radio antennas. You know, the <laughs> Podbean just isn't as good as iTunes, but it feels like that's the humble the humbler venue that I should be listening to the pod through. Um, but yes, I started, I listened to the first, there were two episodes, I think, available when I found you, and then I've been listening ever since. Now, um, what bands did you really find out from 97X that just blew you away? Because your, your three-song back sell there was pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, well, I love New Order, um, you know, and I, I think I got into them, like, um, the album with your silent face, like, I, I just love that song. Um and then through them, I actually went backwards to Joy Division. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I guess when I was there, you know, I was into Prince already, but um, Erotic City came out while I was uh, at Miami. And, yeah, I just thought that was an incredible song. Um, yeah, the, the Peter Godwin, the, you know, the uh, Fabulous Poodles. Um, I had some friends that were in bands on campus, too, um, like the Liquid Hips. Um, they won the 97 exposure, one of the first years that it was done. Yes. Um, and that kind of pulled uh, them to great fame, didn't it? That just, that just shot them right up to the, the top of the charts. <laughs> yeah. I, <don't, laughs> I think their uh, hall of fame induction will be soon, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, I was, a. Uh, some friends are in a band called Caucasian Chalk Circle, and they actually had, they got signed um, by somebody in Milwaukee, I think. But and they they had to change their name to the Lazarus Effect because I guess that name was already trademarked. Um, but yeah, so um, you know, REM was I I'd known of REM before coming to school because their first couple albums were out while I was in high school. But um, you know, I got more into their music while I was there and uh, Talking Heads and uh, Bump. Chrissy Hind is from Akron, so you know the first couple of Pretenders albums were pretty big. But um, Learning to Crawl came out while I was at school, uh, so you know, like this is a great time to be involved uh, in listening to music. And did you play a similar format on? The, you mentioned it was a carrier current station. So for those that don't know, it's basically like only, like you said, it could only go to a certain amount of buildings. Basically, using almost like the electric wiring in the building to do a very low frequency broadcast. So when you're on the carrier current station in at Miami on Western campus, did you play similar stuff to Woxie? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they had, you know, at first I had to go with the playlist, but I didn't, or it, it actually wasn't even a playlist. I had to choose, uh, things from their own library. Um, but they had a good library. Um, and then after maybe my second semester, I did it for three semesters, uh, two semesters my junior year and one my senior year. But after my first semester, they, they told me that I could, you know, I could play whatever I wanted to because um, they had been, you know, monitoring my show and whatever. So I, 
Um, so I called my show off the wall, but on the air. But um, there was some. Uh, I had a girlfriend at the time whose brother was in a band in Cleveland uh, called Lucky Pierre, and uh, so I played a lot of their stuff. Um, they actually were the Kevin McMahon was the uh, the main guy in Lucky Pierre, and uh, Trent Reznor when he moved from Pittsburgh to Cleveland uh, joined Lucky Pierre for a bit before forming Nine Inch Nails. Oh wow! So um, yeah. But that was after I, uh, he joined, I guess, after I moved to New York. It's good to know you kept up the cherished tradition of playing songs to, um, to, to make sure that your girlfriend still liked you, though. <laughs> yeah, it's under my playlist to make tapes of the show and send it to her. <laughs> now, um, your, your email address has DJ in it. So do you still DJ? No, I, I got onto the Google, uh, the Gmail um, pretty early on, and so I was able to snag that uh, that email address because um, I live in the Bronx, and, uh, you know, DJ are my, is my initials. But it's also, you know, for me, it harkens back to that, you know, being a DJ. Yeah. Now, did you, did you, were you friends with JJ? I wasn't, uh, but I um, I got in touch with him. Um, I can't remember. I was reading something. Uh, might have been in the Inquirer. Every once in a while, I, I'll Google WXY or 97X, and I'll look for something new that's been um, published. And there was something about the beginnings of the station, and, uh, and he was mentioned... Uh, I forget somehow his email. I guess found an email address that seemed to be it could have been JJ, but it, uh, it was Jeff, and his last name began with the J. And uh, so then I emailed him and said, "Are you the JJ from the Baker Man and JJ?" Because uh, that was like the, the Breakfast Club, um, you know, for a couple of years that I was at Miami. They were one of the first uh, Breakfast Club DJ pairs, and uh, I actually used to have a T-shirt. You know, I want a T-shirt from them, um, but I think it disintegrated. Um, you know, over the 30 years. But, yeah, so he wrote back to me, and um, he's living in Brexville, I guess, near Cleveland, and, uh, yeah, we you know, he said that he had gone he had gone to WXY, like, as a student, you know, just to do some volunteer work, and he ended up on the air. And I thought, oh, man, I wish I had the balls to do that, because, or the thought to do that, because, you know, for me, I was like, oh, I'll just do this carrier current thing, and I, I could have, you know, gone down... Uh, just off campus and gone to the station and, you know, volunteered to do stuff and maybe gotten a job that way. Yeah, you could have uh, increased your audience from the people that were just in the, the buildings on Western campus to, you know, like the people that were in Greater Oxford. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah, then imagine my Twitter following now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so do you, uh, you said you've been a social worker in New York City and you live in the Bronx for, for 30 plus years. Right. What's that like? Uh, well, so, uh, well, it's interesting. I've, I've worked, um, I've worked in mostly in the South Bronx, uh, but the past, um, let's see, seven or eight years I've worked in downtown Manhattan. So, um, but it's been, uh, you know, the reason I came here was to do volunteer work for a year. I was working with homeless teens and then, um, I was going to move back to Cleveland, but I didn't. I, um, you know, I ended up staying in New York, and um, after doing, fulfilling my commitment to this uh, social service agency with homeless youth, I put my teaching um, education to practice, and then after a few years of teaching, I decided I liked the relationship part of working with kids better than the, 
teaching and doing lesson plans and grading. So I went to school to get a master's in social work. And I've been working with, mostly with students in schools since then. Where do you, where do you find uh, new music now? Where do you go to find new music? It's funny. I, I, got, uh, I was really, really happy to find the WXY uh, stream when it was, there was both the terrestrial station and then the stream. And then, uh, then it was just the stream. And then when the stream went off the air, ultimately, it was like, that was a real gut punch. But my, my daughter asked me a few years ago to make her, uh, like, a, suggest songs for a playlist on Spotify. And it was mostly songs that were, like, at the end of the, the uh, WXY uh, life on the Internet. And I guess it was about that time that she asked me as well. So it was, like, Rebellion Lies by Arcade Fire and uh, Spring and by Summer Fall. Uh, by Blonde Redhead, and so like all these songs, and then um, my kids all came to meet me in Pittsburgh when my dad passed away, and um, so my daughter was listening to something, and it was over a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> my son says to me, "Why does Brona listen? Why? How come Brona's listening to songs that sound like uh, songs that you played three years ago?" <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's been hard to find new music. Sometimes Fordham's radio station, um, hmm. but they, uh, you know, they'll go back and forth between older stuff and kind of more alt country and then once in a while some progressive stuff um when i first moved to new york there's a station um a public radio station like listener supported that has rotating format through the course of the day and there was a dj there uh, delphine blue that had a show called shocking blue and uh that she was really really good it's um but they you know they've changed their format a few times but um and then WLIR um, is now off the air, but um, that was a—they they were one of the, you know, the original um, punk new wave stations in the country. Um, there's a pretty good documentary about them. Um, I think it's available on Amazon Prime, maybe. But um, you know, so that that was there too. But um, but here these days, it's hard. Like I don't, you know. It's hard to find a radio station that kind of helps curate those things. And um, so I, I really miss, you know, um, finding you know, finding a DJ that will that care and enthusiastic about the music like that. Yeah, that's that's what we found with most of the people that we've talked to. And, and you've listened, so you've heard that. It's, you know, it's that curation. Because right now, yeah, there's a ton of stuff out there. But it's like, how do I mm-hmm. sift through all this? And it becomes almost overwhelming. It's and like then a job. You, you shut down and you go back to the old standbys. And people still want to hear right. new stuff. But it's like, how, how do I track it down? How do I find it? Right. Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to the, the Robin Plan um, episode. And uh, I used to love when she... <laughs> it was hilarious because she would get pissed off if people called in and requested songs that other DJs would play. <laughs> and then when she had to do the, the request, the X night, like, you know, if, uh, the Violent Femmes first album was out and people are calling in for uh, please, 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 or, um, yeah. or blister in the sun, she'd play, uh, come on, dad, give me the car. <laughs> <laughs> because she figured, hey, at least it's a Violent Femmes song and you probably haven't heard it yet. <laughs> That's funny. That rebellious spirit is what, what made Robin, Robin show great and really 97X. So, uh, Dan, we appreciate right. you kind of sharing your memories with us. And, you know, anybody else that wants to, we welcome it. And 97XWOXY 
at gmail.com. And then now we've got the website, 97xbam.com. If you have any photos or old memories you'd like to share, and uh, actually trying to do some message board stuff as well. So, so we'll let right, you cool. know, and we'll let you know when this is uh, going to be up and running. All right, great. Appreciate your thank time. Thank you very much for calling. Oh, no, no, it was a blast. Th- th- thank uh, you. I, I appreciate the work that you guys do. It's a, it's a blast to listen to. Modern rock. Then you are barking up the right tree. The future of rock and roll. 97X.